Then the merry month of June at first from home I started, left the girls at June were nearly broken, had to salute me father dear, kiss me darling mother, drink a pint of beer, me grief and tears as mother, then after reap the court, be where I was born, put the stuff I got to banish ghosts and comes a brand new pair of books, battle over the bars and frighten all the dogs on the rocky road to double and one, two, three, four, five, up there and turn her down the rocky road, all the ways to double and white for lolly my name is Steph and I'm with Michaela Diversity Not Division. The main thing is that we cannot let the actions of a hate-filled minority go unopposed. We cannot let them spread misinformation and whip up anger about a crisis to blame minorities that the government is responsible for. We cannot let them use the language of civil rights to push an ideology that aims to extinguish them. We know Ireland is full. Ireland is full of vulture funds. It's full of empty houses, over 166,000 of them. Ireland is full of government politicians who refuse to take responsibility for the housing crisis, for the healthcare crisis, for the cost of living crisis, and are more than happy to let the far right capitalize on this and sow seeds of division and hatred in our local communities and totally weaponize this. The far right, they do not care. They do not care about women. They are not concerned about women or children. They are using this concern as a smokescreen for spreading hate. Over 80% of women are killed by men that they are known to them. Over 63% of women in Ireland have been killed in their own homes. This concern for the safety of women and children is only relevant to the far right when it provides an opportunity to demonize to attack, to harass, and to oppress others. And I am asking you, for everyone who is listening to this language of anti-refugee sentiment and cares about domestic violence and is afraid about gender-based violence, to look around you. Look at the people that you are standing with and surrounding yourselves. And look at the people over here. Everyone I see here is an activist, has been fighting for housing rights, for healthcare rights, for children's rights, for women's rights, for decades now. Look around you and look to the people who are countering it and ask them why. Ask them why. Because if the far right cared that much about women's rights, they would be champions of women's rights, of domestic violence, resources and access to services, of the rights for childcare for women. We know that the right to claim asylum is a human right, nothing more and nothing less. And we know that we can make the choice to come out, but there are other people in society who cannot come out. And we are here there to stand in solidarity with them. We know that Ireland has a long history of showing solidarity. And the best way for us to counter hate is by unity and determined, peaceful solidarity. And we know that we cannot sit back and wait for this to wash away or wait for this to go away. We need to do something now. Hear us clear, refugees are welcome here. It's been very, very overwhelming for some of us. And there are times, there are days, there are nights, I started getting fears, which I've actually never felt for a very, very long time. Because I know, I know so many faces here, and as much as so many faces knew me, and I was asking myself, like, Ireland, Dublin, where are you? We woke up, we were in hostels where anything could happen to us.
and we saw men being afraid. I'm using men because our men are under attack. And not just only men, but men of color. How can you separate people's problems? How can one problem be on a hierarchy of the other one's problem? We are talking of traumatic situations. We are talking of living men in the streets. I've been to IPO myself every day, standing there, making noise. These are something that we didn't even want or need to see at this time of era. That's why I'm saying today, I don't even have many words because the numbers that I'm actually seeing here, this is the island that I believe in. And this is the island. This is the island that has kept me going. This is the island that has given me so much hope. This is the island that I know that's what Irish people are there for. That's why Irish people left Ireland to go wherever they are living right now. It's because of the spirit that we are having here right now. And that's why I'm saying today I won't be able to say so much. But what I wanted was, where are you, Dublin? And now I know Dublin is here still standing with us. And
delighted to see so many people out here today. Our unions, our communities, our political parties, our activists, our sports clubs are all out here today speaking with one voice. Refugees are welcome here. We will not let them bully and intimidate our neighbours out of their homes, wherever they're staying, in hotels, in direct provision, in emergency accommodation, because they're our neighbours and we defend our neighbours. We will stand up for your rights, no matter who you are, how you got here, or how long you're here. We will stand up and defend you, because that's the spirit of Dublin. There's only one day you need to remember walking away from here, and it's not Valentine's Day. There's only one day, February the 18th. There's only one place to be, the Garden of Remembrance. There's only one time to remember, half one. Be there and bring 10 people with you. If you're not from Dublin, bring buses with you. Bring cars with you. Fill the trains, fill the streets with one loud chant. Refugees are welcome here, racists aren't. Go to meet them all Who lives here? Who lives here? And you may be surprised that people in this world are getting organized. You're bound to lose, you fascists bound to lose. Oh, you fascists bound to lose. Oh, you fascists bound to lose. Oh, you fascists bound to lose. You're bound to lose, you fascists bound to lose. As night follows day, violence against refugees, against migrants, against people of colour is following anti-refugee protests and the rise of far-right ideas. We've seen this happen across Europe. Everywhere you have a rise of the far-right, you have vicious physical assaults against migrants. And we have to say honestly with our eyes wide open that that is now happening in this country. What has happened in the last week alone is horrifying. It's one week since there was an attack on homeless people at a camp in Ashtown purely because they're not from this country. And when the journalist Kitty Holland wrote about this, exposed this, she was subjected to horrendous misogynistic abuse attempting to discredit her including by the far-right outlet known as Gripped to try and undermine that reality of the violence that is taking place. A couple of days later there was the burning down of a centre which was they thought was going to be used for asylum seekers it wasn't even going to be. A couple of days after that we saw someone openly speaking with a mask on at a protest in Finglas saying we're going to burn these seas out. The MC didn't take the mic and distance himself, distance himself from or the protest from those comments, nothing of that sort. You saw a video of a guy who was a gangland criminal attempting to run down a migrant with his car. There's a video circulating of a few university students suffering racist abuse uh, and a physical assault because of their skin colour. There's threats against migrants on our Lewises. 
There's the idea that these far-right people are running effectively a vigilante scheme in our Lewises, targeting migrants with the idea that in some way they're a threat to ordinary people. This is, it's a pattern of what we've seen across Europe and where it is going is just as predictable as it is tragic unless it is stopped. It is really up to the people here and the majority of people in this country who would agree with us who have to take a stand to stop it. You might say, well, the government should stop it, and the government should stop it. But the government is not going to stop it. The government has created the conditions of alienation in ordinary communities, working class communities, middle class communities, alienation due to neglect of our communities, creation of the housing crisis, creation of the health crisis, creating the alienation that the far right are feeding off. They've created the conditions for this. And their response, their response is not to challenge the lies, is not to discredit the misinformation. The truth is, just like following the European pattern, the so-called centre-right responds to the rise of the far-right by legitimising the rhetoric of the far-right. So this week, we've seen their answer is to say, well, don't worry, we're going to deport people quicker. A week ago, or two weeks ago, they introduced a new policy in response to the arguments of the far right to say that if you're a single man that isn't coming from Ukraine seeking asylum in this country, you can go out to the street. We'll give you a Dunn's voucher, we'll give you a five euro phone credit, and you can go on to the street. They're saying that we're going to more quickly more quickly deport people who are coming from so-called safe countries, regardless of the persecution that they are fleeing as a result of their status. None of those actions are going to undermine support for the far right. In reality, they're going to cede more and more ground to it and give credit to their arguments when their arguments are absolutely baseless. So my point is we cannot rely on the government, on the establishment parties. They're not going to do what's necessary. It's up to us to do it. And that is ordinary communities, it's trade unionists, it's anti-racist groups, it's football clubs, it's people in churches, it's ordinary people around this country who want nothing to do with the hate and the violence of the far right and what is being pushed. And sometimes in the spaces that we're all involved in, sometimes there's a conversation about is it more important to go and have the hard conversations with our neighbours or is it more important to mobilise? And I think it's very obvious what the answer is, we have to do both. We have to have the hard conversations, we have to answer the people's fears. Not everyone who has fears is far right, of course not. People have questions, we have to engage with those things honestly and in good faith and explain to people the reality of what people are fleeing, how they're not responsible for the housing or the health or any other crisis that we have here. But we have to marry that with mobilising. Because if we mobilise, we'll give people like ourselves a sense of confidence to go out and have more of those hard conversations, which in turn will feed our ability to mobilise and to push them back. And ultimately, one reason it's very, very important is that we cannot cede the streets to the far right. We cannot have a situation where every couple of days there's hundreds of people influenced by the ideas of the far right out on the streets, but we're staying at home because we're only having the hard conversations. 
We have to take the streets, take the communities, talk to people, build movements to say homes for all, services for all, jobs for all, Ireland for all. Make sure you're there on the 18th of February. Make sure you take leaflets. Make sure you spread the word. We need thousands on the street. Thank you very much. Thanks, folks. I'm here today to stand in solidarity with all of those all over this country who are being subjected to racism, to abuse, to violence, to discrimination, to brutality, and to all kinds of horrible, inhuman, inhumane treatment. And I stand here in solidarity with those people because I, like you, like everybody here, we stand for equality. We stand for justice. We stand for openness. We stand for generosity. We stand for welcome. And we stand by and with all those people who come here simply to live their lives, to work, to raise their families with a degree of peace and security and happiness even in their lives. How dare people try to stop that process? How dare people... How dare they? In whose name do they do that? Not in my name, not in your name, not in our name in Ireland. And we will stand together in solidarity, in unity, to fight those troublemakers, those people whose sole aim in life is to create division and to sow dissension and to destabilize and to make life horrible and violent. And that's why we're here and that's why we will go out and build for a mass, mass turnout. We will show them. We will show them. I was so moved in Jimmy's beautiful song when he said, open your heart. Because isn't that what is all we're asking everyone to do? To open our hearts to those who come here to be with us. And open our hearts to all of those who have suffered any kind of abuse. That's what we fight for. That's who we are. That's who this whole country can be and will be. But no human is illegal. And everybody has their words. This is no El Dorado. It's a safer place on earth How many bodies must be washed up on a shore Before you change your mind to what you didn't take before And that old bullshit just don't cut it anymore You gotta open up your heart You gotta open up your heart. 
want to say very quickly that maybe one of the most ridiculous things that have come up now is that when we look back into the history, into Irish history, we've been refugees before, we've been immigrants before, we went to Australia, we went to America, we built cities like Liverpool and Boston, so in every refugee that comes here, in every immigrant like my father, like others I've seen, I see brothers and sisters that are going to build Dublin, that are going to build Galway, they're going to build and one thing that I see that's very cynical is you see on all these far-right protests that they're raising the Irish flag. They don't know the meaning of what it represents. That green, the white, and the orange. The green, the white, and the orange. It represents peace between two communities that have been divided before. Ireland's been divided in the past. We're still divided today. So for them to raise that flag and sow division in our community shows that they don't know what it means. We're here to stand together. Like that flag represents us joining as communities in the past, we're going to join together today and in the future. I want to say as well, Another thing that's very cynical about the far right is they've used crises that have existed in Ireland for a long time. The housing crisis is a lot older than the, uh, the war in Syria. It's a lot older than the war in Ukraine. There's a lot of asylum seekers that have come here 20 years after this housing crisis started. The crisis in healthcare is more to do with the cuts to funding for nurses. It's more to do with our shabby governments that have cut funding over the years. So to blame refugees is absolutely cynical and is directing anger in the wrong place. This Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Everybody, when you're leaving here today, get organized in your unions, get organized in your workplaces, in your local communities. Come out on the 18th through whatever political party, through whatever means you have. We need to show that we're the 99%, they're the 1%. Thanks. Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees are welcome here. Say it loud, say it clear. Refugees. I wear a t-shirt on me here that sometimes I am a bit afraid to wear in the old fucking city. But I wear it in London for the last three days where I've seen black people and brown people and Asian people and gay people and black like people and fat people. More blacks, more dogs. More Irish, more blacks, more dogs, more Irish, more blacks, more dogs, more Irish. There's one fear and hate. No. There's one love. Yeah. Yup the love. Yup the love. Ireland says no. Ireland says no to racism and fascists and fear, and homelessness, and greedy politicians who have their paws in everyone's pockets. Ireland says no to that shit, okay? Racism, fascism, homophobia. What else do we say no to? We're saying no to the atheists? No, we're saying yes to the atheists. <laughs> February 18th, we say yes. February 18th, we say yes. February 18th, we, we say yes. Ireland for all, we say yes. Ireland for all, we say yes. February 18th, if you don't come out, I'm gonna run through your car for a hill back. Yeah. Thank you very much. We say hope for need, not for greed. Hope for need, not for greed. Hope for need, not for greed. I've been working with refugees, migrants, asylum seekers for over 30 years now and the one thing that really works 
is connection on community level. There's a, a sentence that I read years ago that I think probably sums up my philosophy, and it's this, the mind creates the abyss and the heart crosses it. So all the preconceived ideas that we have about people, all the prejudices that are planted in our mind can be really challenged and broken down and dissolved by connections of the heart, by personal connections. And here I'm going to say something that's maybe a little bit challenging for the Irish people here, that people that I work with coming here from other countries say, first of all, that Irish people are really friendly and they love that. And then they say that Irish people are difficult to make friends with. I see people nodding, yeah. And so this is something that we have to take on. How many of our personal friends are actually from other countries? And if we are from other countries, how many of our friends are Irish? So even amongst this crowd here, there is work to be done in terms of connection and solidarity, but there also needs to be organization at community level. People will not make friends by passing each other on the street and saying hello. They will not make friends by being in the queue at the post office. You have to organize events. You have to create a space, hold a space, and invite people into that space so that they meet, listen to each other's stories, and connect on a personal level. And obviously, all that needs to be happening at the same time as the political work and the political organization and campaigning. Fight back! When migrant rights are under attack, stand up, fight back! When refugee rights are under attack, stand up, fight back! When refugee rights are under attack, the far right are doing the government's dirty work for them. Let's say that very loud and clear. Because if they are directing people's political energy towards attacking and demonizing vulnerable, desperate, poor people who come to this front country for refuge or a better life, then that energy is not being directed into fighting to get the public and affordable housing we need. It's not being directed into stopping the evictions of people into homelessness. It's not being directed into supporting the nurses who are fighting for safe staffing levels in our hospitals. It's not being directed into supporting the victims of the mother and baby, abuse of women and children by church and state, who are still fighting for justice for the suffering they had at the hands of the state. So I'm going to sing the Foggy Juno, which is which is a song that celebrates the uh, the revolution we had here in Ireland. Uh, and it, and it's, uh, its actual revolutionary roots, uh, you know, should not be ceded to those bastards. As down the one Easter morn. To a city fair, old There I met lines of marching men And squadrons passed me by 
No fight did harm, nor battle drum did sound extra tattoo. But the angel is back, or the he swell, rang out through the foggy dew. Sing along. Ride proudly high over Dublin town. They hung out the flags of war. Well, twas better to die neath an Irish sky than at Sublar's Bar. And from the plains of Royal. Meet strong men came hurrying through. While Britannia's guns with their long range guns sailed in through the foggy dew. And down the glen I rode again. And my heart with grief was sore. For I parted then with valiant men, whom I never shall see more. And to and fro in my dreams I go, and I kneel and pray for you. When you fell in the foggy dew. That's not unkind of you. <laughs>